What? The usability study that you just did with me. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually think, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Um, like I said, I did my dad and my mom yesterday and uh, my mom was a little hesitant because she's not very like familiar with technology and she doesn't feel confident using it. But she needs to give herself more credit because she did great. Your face. No, it was it was pretty chill. I just didn't like, I wish there was more like of a display because I didn't like looking at just blank stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing with the prototype, right? It's super like bare bones. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Overall, it's good. I just want to get it over with, and I have to like submit a report and uh, whatever. We need to get an app for our podcast. I'm your girl. Well, we both know that. <laughs> you know, you're the only one doing this. Well, actually, no, because you're so you're doing the design stuff, but but you're not doing the coding. No, 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 I'm not. Yeah, you're you're correct. So I, oh no, I, I have a book for a web app. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out because I am uh, reducing my hours at UW starting actually next week, I think. Why? People are leaving for summer break and I'm not taking on any more clients. Oh. Plus I'm getting, I'm going to get slammed in Berrien. I'm getting two new clients this week as part of the group and then nice. probably two more starting next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool. I mean, just thinking about it, it's extra four people and it's, it's exhausting, man, trying to coach so many people at once. Yeah, that's cool, though. We'll see how it all works out. I got to buy more equipment now because um, the amount of equipment I have now fits about eight people. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have, I think, 12 to 14 max um, now because more people are starting to show up um, nice. regular schedule. So. Yeah, I got to buy another set of dumbbells, another bench. Um, I'm literally setting up a gym in Burien. Damn, it's like, might as well get your own gym already. I know, right? If I had a small (laughs) studio, I can just set it up there. Uh But um, so for me, the thing is that I, um, when I train over at the park, that community is so tight knit. So word Mm -hmm. spreads around so quickly. And there are a lot of people who are like, oh my God, they got a gym at the park. Oh my God, bless you. I coughed. Oh, I'll but take it back. I take it back. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound like a sneeze? No, it looked like it was going to be a sneeze. <laughs> but but yeah, so when I'm training over at the park or even at my client's house, there are always people walking by. They're wondering what we're doing. They want to find out. So it's it's pretty For cool. Sure. Like I'm the only person doing it. Yeah. You can just set up park, like set up anywhere. I guess so. I mean, that's what you're doing. I mean, I, I, actually, mean, I, I got your text to go to a park this morning. Yeah, I know. My bad. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, why is she not responding? And then I don't really answer my messages anymore. I just scroll through it and um, Rude. see whether I need to answer them or not. Rude. And my client messaged me. I don't even know how I got to your text message because I think your last message was about something I didn't answer. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, I'll get around to it around how's your day what you do good question i don't know what i did oh my parents left today um took my son to school hung out with the other moms at the park like we do can, every day after can school you tell them how this kid has like three birthday parties <laughs> so he kind of did actually have three my son just turned five years old earlier this month and we did have like three celebrations for him he's a little we don't say spoiled we don't say lucky we say blessed blessed um <laughs> is, that how you, is that how you pronounce it all right 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so, so he turned five on May 6th and he shares a birthday with my mom. So on that Friday, mm-hmm. we did like a little family dinner at my parents' house. So that was like the first one, but like, you know, super low key, okay. just us very intimate. Um, but then the next day we had a birthday party with like my cousins and their children at the science lab kids science lab in green lake which i think turned out really good i mean the kids had a whole bunch of fun we had a little fun afterwards too but we won't talk <laughs> about that yeah <laughs> at a at a kids uh no actually it wasn't at the birthday party it was post yeah, so after the birthday brunch, party oh a group of a, a group of us went to lunch afterwards and i don't know how this happened but how did we get so drunk by like i swear like 2 p.m. It was before that. It was like 12 or one because <laughs> I got home. I got home around three. Oh, really? Yeah. I got home around three and that was after going to the barcade. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know how long I was at the barcade for. But, oh my gosh. Uh, I, yeah. I died thinking about that. Cause I was, I was done by three. I was like in and out of it. My cousin blacked out. She was like done for the day. Ooh. My cousin Riza. <laughs> <laughs> She, like, oh yeah she was yeah she was sorry. she blacked out done and then another one of our friends she was also gone gosh I don't want to say names I don't want to put them on the spot all right never mind <laughs> you were done yeah, I was, yeah you I was didn't make it to your like, next commitment I know um, I passed out I told so I called them on the way back I was like bro I'm about to I'm about to be on my way to West Seattle you down like to start early because I wanted to keep going. Well, I didn't really want to keep going. I just wanted to be active, right? Doing mm-hmm. something. And they're like, oh, bro, we're about to take a nap before we get active. Um, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I was like, man, all right, whatever. So I go home. I decided to take a nap. I woke up. I got home at 3, woke up at 8 p.m. <laughs> I woke up hungover. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was- That was crazy was to sick. think about. I was it. I was gonna. I was thinking about driving back down to West Seattle mm-hmm. just to kick it, but I knew I wasn't gonna make it. I wasn't gonna be able to stay awake, even oh if I God. didn't drink. I wasn't gonna be able to function. So <clears throat> I um, don't know if I, I don't know if I told you. So I ended up going to dinner like around five, but again, I was I was pretty drunk too in West Seattle, and then we went back home to my parents, which is in North Seattle, and we're like, okay, you know where the the three way stop is, like the Seven Eleven the street to my parents' house. So we're going down the hill and I'm talking to my husband and I'm like, I was like, I need to puke. He's like, you're not puking right now. I was like, as soon as you pull up to the driveway, I am running out and I am throwing up. And he was like, no, you're not doing that. I was like, it's already done, like in my head. So I do, as I say, like we pull into the driveway, I jump out the car, (laughs) ended up throwing up in the driveway. I don't remember the last time I threw up drinking it's pretty bad it was pretty bad and this was what not even 7 p.m <laughs> I also fell asleep super early and then I woke up at 9 30 nice. p.m nice. it was a day it was a day okay so that was his second birthday party and then yesterday he wanted a birthday party because again we don't live in Seattle he wanted a birthday party with his classmates so we couldn't invite them to the science lab wanted a birthday party with his classmates so we threw him a third a third birthday party at the hmm. park nice that's pretty dope he's lucky that's he awesome. only he only turned five once yeah and then i don't know how this kid came up with this by himself because he goes next time i turn six on may 6th 
I'm like, that's your <laughs> golden birthday, kid. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> uh, I never knew the term golden birthday until um, a few years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, man. My golden birthday was when I was seven. Yeah, I was pretty young. <laughs> wait, wait, maybe like wasn't as big of a thing back then? Yeah, probably not. I don't know what I did for my 11th birthday when I, on 11-11. I think for my seventh birthday, I feel like I was down at Kulon. Okay. So my birthday's in June, so it's like summer birthday. Yeah. Uh, I used to have all my birthdays over in Kulon. Uh, we would oh, have nice. a family picnic. My grandparents were part of a gang called the Tagalog Circle. Um, that what, is... what is that? <laughs> so it's like this... Um, Oh my god, hold on. I'm imagining the like Asians sitting at South Center, like sitting around the table, just like <laughs> talking. City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so it's their group. I don't know if everybody kind of moved to the US at the same time, but it's their little Filipino clique uh, from Filipino Community Center. They would get together, put on shows. Now that I think about it, I don't even know what they were collecting money for. Because they just did shows for the <laughs> For themselves so it's like it's it was them and the family so we would come over and everybody's everybody would bring their family to big christmas shows what, what did they have they had a christmas show i think they had an easter show uh yeah that's what they were collecting money for to just like throw events for the community yeah, was but, it through the no, filipino community culture it was just everybody in that group so <laughs> they were just kicking it and then they'd bring they'd bring their families over and the kids and yeah i didn't i didn't see anybody outside of that community and it's crazy because I'd still see them to this day, like every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that was their little gang. But yeah, they would bring their gang over to my birthday parties. Uh, we would have water fights over at Kulon. I'd get a super, a new super soaker each year. Nice. Uh, some of you Gen Z people, a super soaker is a water gun. And back in the day, they were like really, really, really big. Water. My son, my my son's just got some for his birthday. Oh, two of them. Some them. Yeah. What? Yeah. All right, never mind. Okay, I'm just, I'm just that old. All. I'm just that old guy now. <laughs> it's like, I like we know. Day, we used to make these. Yeah, things. exactly. Nah. You're dangerous. So. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> like my son, yeah, it was cute. My uh, cousin got one for both of my boys, so they can play with each other. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, so we used to have that, and there used to be one girl. Oh, I forgot her name, but people that are part of like the whole hula and Tahitian dancing community. Yeah, um, they know who she is. Okay. So she would come and perform, perform at my birthday. Okay. And I'm an only child. So I'm like, why are you stealing my day and taking oh, my money? So she <laughs> so yeah, she would um she would show up and perform. And I have a friend, she was telling me that that she didn't think she was that good <clears throat> at Hula. Um, how how old are you guys? From five to eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, somewhere around there. Because that's, I think when I turned, I'm probably like four to seven. Because I think when I turned eight, we stopped going to Kulon. I started doing like, you know, I was too grown for that. Mm-hmm. You know, the kitty, the kitty pinatas and water fights. I was like, take me to the skating rink. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, that was my golden She's, birthday. It was spent over Kulon and she took she all my money and my. Stole my your shot. thunder. Yeah. You couldn't even think like, I'm so cool that I got a hula dancer at my birthday party to like perform for me. No, no. She, like, girl, get out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, I think she, she's pretty chill. Her family's pretty chill. But um, I heard she moved to the Philippines to be like an actress or something. Oh, okay. 
that didn't work out. I don't know. There's a bunch of stories. About that. <laughs> Something like that. That's yeah. So I'm all like birthday partied out and I'm like, I'm not throwing a birthday party until my son's next birthday next year. I mean, that's kind of how it works, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm confused because what, what other birthday party would you throw? I don't know. My husband's mine's. Oh, duh. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a lot. It was like a lot of socializing. It's so funny because we got home yesterday and my husband was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done socializing for the week. <laughs> you ever get like that when you have like you, all these like socializing events, especially after COVID and quarantine and you're like, I'm done. Re- recharging. Yeah. See, we talked about that. And that's what I was trying to explain. Like, I don't think it's about being introverted or extroverted. I just feel like everybody has their their limit on how much they can take right yeah yeah yeah. but I, I know what you mean like there's a certain amount of uh interaction I can take mm-hmm. yeah. now especially since COVID happened there was a time when things started opening up yeah um before I was about to step out the door I was like you know I don't need to see people I'm good I'm chilling <laughs> I mean I still went out but I was like I'm, I'm fine not interacting with people yeah it's it's really weird because I had a friend um who made a comment when we were when we went out to lunch last week after um my son's birthday party and she was like I don't know how you guys socialize and are like are the are this active she's like because I'm done and I was like oh dang mm-hmm. I don't know personally like I, I miss people like I miss seeing people I miss interacting with people like face to face you know it's crazy for me it depends it depends on what we're doing because I'm noticing that certain places that we go out to that I used to go out to a lot before bars, clubs, sporting events, whatever gatherings, people are getting a little too close and a little too friendly just because things are starting to open up again. So they're, they're just comfortable being all up in your space. You know what I mean? It was last season Mariners game. So 2021, Mm -hmm. Uh, we all went as a group I think it was college night so we all went out and then we went down towards the I forgot what that area is where everybody it's towards the center field um, where you can get Dintai Fung oh you might not know because you've been gone for a hell of a long but there's an area where everybody chills it's kind of like a little patio near the cantina down at the base or the lower level of the stadium and that's where everybody just gets drunk like Mm -hmm. shit right so -hmm. we get downstairs and then this dude's like coming up he's trying to talk to us you could tell he's hella lit it's like we're almost lip to lip i'm like back the fuck up bro like stop trying to kiss me i want to talk to you you can talk to me he he was trying to kiss you (laughs) nah (laughs) that happened one time scared the hell out of me someone tried to kiss me yeah i mean i'm not i'm not homophobic or anything it's um what happened we're all chilling and we're all chilling oh this is kind of scary so we're all chilling um this is new year's i think we're maybe like 19 20 right everybody's kind of lit and no everybody's actually pretty lit so (laughs) uh we're about to count down or it might be like getting close to countdown or whatever and we're all chopping it up and then there's a dude i know for a while and um we're just trying to get his midnight kiss with you bro this guy like he leaned in he leaned in i was like no i was like whoa no oh i don't bro. believe that no, and then he goes and he goes um he goes he goes oh no i'm like nah no nah, no nah. <laughs> oh, was so, he kidding was he kidding was he like we have a bromance and we're just I, like good guy friends like i don't know <laughs> i didn't want to ask i'm not 
like it is what it is like he didn't have feelings for you he wasn't like going in on the lips maybe it was like the cheek no maybe the forehead no (laughs) it it wasn't the lips so sam so sam and vincent were there Uh that night too sam's standing right next to me Uh uh-huh she didn't help me (laughs) she just (laughs) witnessed it yeah, so I realized at a young age what it's like when someone approaches you in that manner and tries to like go in for a kiss without your consent. And I'm like, yo, that's not cool. Back oh man, up. now you know how it feels for like a guy to come on to you. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I learned at an early age, like it's not acceptable. So back the fuck up. You said you were like 19 or 20. Yeah, I think we're like 19 or 20. <laughs> we're at a, was a house party for New Year's and it was, um, oh my yeah. gosh. Do you yeah. still talk to this guy? I haven't I haven't heard from him hell long. I think uh, he still has a crush on you. No, 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 no. We've known each other for hell long. It's not like that though. You like denied him. Yeah. He's hurt. Yeah, there is I mean, it's not the first time I've been hit on before by um gay person. Yeah. Yeah, there is one. Oh, time. he is gay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You there's, didn't you didn't mention that. You just said a guy and I don't know. My, well, I don't I don't know. I don't think any of my other guy friends tried to kiss me on the lips. So <laughs> sorry. I guess we all I think we all just I thought we all just made the assumption we're on the same page here. But the very or oh, the second time this happens when I went to You give off like okay, keep going. Sorry. Yes, I, I guess so. I don't know. But um the second time was Seattle Central, yeah, Seattle Central Community College. So I'm chilling. At that time, I kind of used to smoke a little bit. And um, so before class, I decided to smoke and I'm chilling outside um, a few blocks away. Do you remember where Goods used to be at? Goods yeah. and Stucey, like that area. So uh, I, I was over there hanging out and I noticed there's this guy, he's walking around, he's on the phone and he's smoking a cigarette, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm minding my business and I'm on the phone. And he comes over and he's like, hey, can I get a lighter? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, give him my lighter. He goes, oh, so um, so where are you from? I'm like, from here. And like from Seattle. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. Where, so where's your uh where's your family from? I'm like, they live in Seattle. They're like, oh, but like were they born here? Like from here? And I'm like, no, my, my, well, my dad was born in the US, my mom was born in the Philippines. He's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Like, it's it's amazing. Um, out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, hey, you wanna uh, you wanna go grab some drinks sometime? And I was like, I was like, uh, sorry, I'm I'm only twenty. Like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Granted, I don't know. I actually don't know if he was gay, but I don't really know random guys. He could have like, just been trying to make a friend. That's that is true. That is true. I shouldn't have assumed, but oh my god, I was scared. I was scared. Okay, I guess you give off some some vibe. I guess so, ma'am. You never <laughs> right. got hit on by a girl? No, I haven't. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we get into today's topic? I think we should. You guys, is that your is that your way of going into topics from now on? Mm-hmm. Should, should we get into? This? Should we should we get into? Yeah, I think it's your topic? line. That's just your line. There's no other transition. There's yeah. no uh, what is it called? No segue. It's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and today, do you want to tell the people what we're talking about today? Um, we are talking about when do you think it is time for you to move on, move on, or maybe find a new relationship. 
I think originally when we thought about this, we were thinking about um, romantic relationships, but this also can be relatable to like friends and family relationships with work and romantic relationships. Right. Yeah. I think that was like just an interesting thing that we could have, um, that we could talk about, but I think you might have a more interesting point of view just because you've been married for a while. Um, well, hold on. I want to back up a little bit and say, cause last time we talked, we talked about how do you know when you're ready to get into your next project or business uh, venture yeah, yeah, yeah. or, you know, what have you. And then from there, we started talking about, well, how, or when do you know when you're ready to get into a relationship? Mm-hmm. And at least for the people that I know and in my life, you have a little bit of a different like point of view. Because a lot of people, I feel like these days tend to just jump into relationships without really thinking, what does it mean to get into a relationship? Mm -hmm. So can't wait for you to talk about your point of view on that. But yeah, I was thinking, I mean, back to your point, I don't know that I'm like the greatest person to be answering this question because I got my first boyfriend when I was 12 years old. And I ended up marrying that man. Granted, we were together for 14 years before we got married, but still you think like relationships and especially in middle school, like aren't going to become or turn into anything much. So I had no idea what I was like getting myself into. I say that's a lie. I think when you're what's in a, middle what's school, a lie? I feel like when you're in middle school, uh-huh. you're more likely to think that you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person than not me. Really? Hell yeah, not me. Damn, you you must have been an adult. I feel like when I was like, <laughs> I feel like when I was late teens, early twenties, if I was dating someone, my thought process was not, oh, this is going to be the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. It mm-hmm. was, oh, this is who I'm dating. You yeah. Know? yeah. But I feel like with middle school and high school, that was like that puppy love where it's like, oh shit, this is, oh my mm-hmm. God. This is who I'm gonna be with, blah 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 blah. Like really? I feel like I feel like that was like the most. <laughs> that was like those are like the worst breakups, even though they don't really hurt the most. It feels like they hurt the most. Uh-huh. Actually, I guess you don't know because you didn't go through a breakup in middle school. No, we did break up. So we actually middle broke school? up. We broke up at five months. Mm, okay, <clears throat> that is a funny. Well, that's kind of a funny story. He like three-way the other girl there was another girl involved polygamy I think you polygamy I think you went, went to school with her but we won't say names um for the sake of privacy but um looking a little confused I'm not gonna get too much into it but he did have the other girl on three-way and he like broke up with me with her on the phone again this was like I was in eighth grade we were mm. only five months into relationship and we didn't even go to the same school but I'll bring that up, bring that up in another point. But yeah, like I definitely did not think it was going anywhere, which brings me to my next point. Like, is it just me or did you too ever feel like pressured to be in a relationship or get a boyfriend or girlfriend like in middle school? Cause I feel like a lot of the middle school, like gossip or discussion was centered around like, Oh, he or she likes you like go out with them. Um, we're talking about middle school but no I wasn't like pressured was there a lot of like oh he there was no not a lot of talk like I don't know I'm I'm trying to think of like my notes with my girlfriends oh he likes you you should talk to him what can I think uh well 
don't know why like that was a focus or that was a thing at all maybe that's just like middle school like ooh, who do you like you know well I don't think there was for me I don't think there was really pressure mm-hmm. um I honestly think that like my thought process with having like girlfriends started ever since kindergarten like it's, it's, it's weird I my mom told me my first day of kindergarten I came back I was like mom I got a girlfriend see and like why why is that a thing in in kindergarten you know I have no idea but um yeah middle school there was no pressure I feel like there was more of a rush to get into like a quote-unquote relationship in Mm -hmm. middle school just because like oh you like me oh I like you okay let's Mm -hmm. be together like I felt like it's so quick same thing for high school too like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just yeah really really quick like if two Um, people like together they yeah they, they get together yep so yeah, I don't know. I don't think there was any pressure. Which in hindsight, it's like, it's so silly. I roll my that? Yeah, it is. Because... It's kind of first, what adults do. <laughs> but first off, nice, like... Nice. First off, like, at 12 years old, like, I don't have any business getting getting into a relationship. Granted, like, puppy love or, like, little, you know, like, anything. Just, like, why did I want to get into a relationship? I feel like that's healthy, that's, though. Getting into a relationship... Dude, if I feel like if what? someone has not experienced a middle school relationship or a high school relationship, there's a lot of things you won't ever be able to experience. What? Like, like what? I don't know. Staying up <laughs> till 4 a.m. on the phone, trying to hide, trying to hide from your parents and so they oh don't know gosh. that you're on the phone. Oh my god. Um, trying to you, sneak out of the house. You you should not have to sneak out of the house to see someone when you're 30. So <laughs> so it's like <clears throat> Or well, sneak yeah. someone in. Was that? Or sneak oh, yeah, someone or, in. Yeah, or sneaking someone into the house. <laughs> um, but I mean, you don't have to get into a relationship in order for those things to happen. You know, you can simply like someone and still be on the phone with them until like you say 4 a.m. I mean, you just don't have to get into a relationship. It's not a big deal. I guess. I guess. You what know would, what I mean? What would you, you do can, if you like someone? What would you do if you like someone? You don't you like someone you could just like simply talk to them you don't have to like be together or be a thing at all dang you were gonna be that overly like that overbearing overly protective mother when your (laughs) when your son likes a girl oh my god i'm gonna go to him straight be like listen to your parents (laughs) i i honestly think it's really healthy to to have um a relationship when you're when you're young well because when you also think about like dances I, and stuff, right? well okay I will say like I think high school is different from middle school I think middle school is way young high school okay fine whatever it's like it's all about having fun at that point I feel like but it's all for funsies right possibly I mean says, you married the one you married yeah the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm like maybe the, the wrong person to be asking to be like talking about this question I honestly think it's really good when you're younger because at that point you get to learn about like things that worked out for you in your relationship, things that you know you might need to grow on. You get to reflect on what happened because, like, like I said, if you've never been in any type of relationship in middle school or high school, mm-hmm. how do you know what to do? You're not going to okay. base it off of movies. This isn't going to be a fairy tale, right? <laughs> um, I mean, so I could see it like being a benefit, maybe like socially, possibly. Yeah, but I guess you just have to draw the line and like at what point does it like not become a good thing for you anymore or like when do you know when to leave middle school early high school I think those ones those relationships were just easy like eh, whatever like mm-hmm. you don't date anymore I, I don't ever remember thinking about like oh my god can we get back together whatever 
I remember mm-hmm. being sad. Jagged Edge was on a few of my CDs. Jagged mm-hmm. Edge will put anybody in their emotions. In middle school, high school, I just remember hearing a lot of Jagged Edge. Love Jagged Edge. Oh my god, I can't listen to them no more. I just realized they haven't made one happy song. It was pretty sad by, by themselves. I'm saying they haven't made one happy song by themselves. Every mm-hmm. song was sad. Oh, and sorry, this is this is an extreme tangent, but I just realized Boys to Mend. I think it's end of end of the road. Mm-hmm. In the song, mm-hmm. he mentions that he was like, "Oh, the the guy with the deep voice." It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's like, he's like, "I knew you were out with that other guy. I don't oh. care. I just want to love you. I knew you were out running around cheating on me." I'm like, "Oh damn!" Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you guys are you guys are tripping. This is like Joe. I don't want to oh, know. Damn. Oh, oh man. Damn. Oh damn. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. It's so funny because um, like you mentioned these songs, like I love these songs growing up, you know, definitely play them a thousand times, but mm-hmm. I probably didn't really think about like, what do these songs really mean? Yeah, I didn't realize it till last week. Uh, <laughs> I was, you know, car karaoke, that's one of the hits to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so back on topic, my last relationship in high school, that was extremely toxic, mostly on my part. I was... T- the whole back and forth shit, wanting to break up, get back together, mm-hmm. and do my own thing, yada, yada, yada. And then I think after high school, being in my early 20s, 21 and older, I've never, I never thought about, um, I never thought about progressing with any of the people that I dated, ended up dating. Mm-hmm. Like, I just realized I was never official with anyone from 20 all the way up to like maybe 25 I think mm-hmm. I was never official with anybody it was just dating 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 mm-hmm. they were the ones that knew when it was they had to figure out when it, when was the right time to leave right wow. um, and it took me time to reflect on oh why did this person leave why did they do this and some of them I actually had a conversation with mm-hmm. post leaving <laughs> and uh-huh just to pick their brain a little bit or some of them we try to rekindle something but then realize like why why or how did they figure out like no we can't do this anymore because we're not going anywhere wow and and it's tough when you're in those toxic when you have those toxic traits or you're in a toxic relationship you know so you're telling so it took it took the person that you were with to kind of bring it up or like close ties in order for you guys to end if I remember correctly, the ones that I actually talked with for more than four months, mm-hmm. some of them don't know how we stopped talking. So we just kind of drifted apart. Yeah, because we, we would bump into each other. Like we're, some of them were still cool. I'm still cool with the majority of the people that I talked to. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them we don't know. Mm-hmm. We stopped talking. Some of them, I remember the conversation. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. that, hey, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Fellas, you know, a lot of you guys know that talk. <laughs> Tell me about this talk because me, someone who's really only had, you know, one or so partners, it's so interesting to hear about dating, like dating in the dating scene. And it sounds so scary. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, I'm so lucky I met my husband like at, when I was so young because <laughs> didn't have to go through like any of that. But um, tell me about this talk. It's, it's the infamous, what are we? Mm-hmm. You've been messing around <laughs> for a few months, doing your thing, acting like a couple. You don't have the conversation about where you guys are going. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to bring it up. 
and uh not to be stereotypical but it's typically the woman that does it you know Mm -hmm. um have you ever been on the other end asking a female no no okay (laughs) do guys do you know of any like friends or any guys that ask their uh, you know their partner or the person they're with that question no because i i I don't i don't like talking about that stuff with the guys i I really don't like oh yeah i try to get away from those conversations i know sometimes they'll bring up a few things but i try not to be in their business like that about stuff Mm -hmm. like that sure um unless it's like an important conversation but yeah no i don't know anybody that's actually a guy that's got up to the girls like hey uh so what are we doing here But yeah, I, no, I remember a few of those talks, like, what are we doing? Where are we going? It's been this long. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some of them realized, like, after the talk, like, where my headspace is at. Yeah. And it's obviously not in yeah. a relationship at the time. So they just realized, oh, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a mind game, is it? No? You don't think so? I mean, I can only imagine. I'm like, if someone were to feel the need to have that conversation, I mean, then clearly, yeah, they don't know where the other person stands. And it's as simple as having that conversation of like, what are your intentions? You know, are our intentions aligned or whatever? I don't think it's a mind game only because, um, well, maybe at that stage, like early 20s, when you're younger, if you don't want to talk about it, or the actually age doesn't even matter. I feel like if you don't talk about it at all, then it becomes a mind game. Right? Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what is this person doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if one person's trying to be in a relationship and the other person's not then it's definitely a mind game mm-hmm. because I feel like the person that doesn't want to be in a relationship they're not going to talk about it they're just going to keep going with it till mm-hmm. it happens okay I mean yeah. I think it's most important to have the conversation beforehand from yeah from the jump absolutely that, that's one thing that I learned when it comes to when it came to dating that um like I've put I've been straightforward with people where I'm like hey I can't Look. be in a relationship right now I don't mm-hmm. have time nor like the emotional capacity to like give myself yeah out there and be there as much yeah. as you might need me mm-hmm. and being straightforward at the very beginning it it's it worth it, it well it's, it's a lot it helps a lot and I think it helps a lot but I think it if anybody does say that and you want to be in a relationship I don't think you should allow it to I think you have to be real with yourself mm-hmm because I feel like there are a lot of people that would think like, oh, I'll be okay with doing this. I'll be okay with doing that. It just makes things a little bit tougher, especially if you're, if you know exactly what you want. If you know what you want, mm-hmm. don't play the waiting game, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I used to talk to this guy for like very little, but he, um, and it wasn't even anything much, but in the beginning, of our friendship or whatever you want to call it he was very straightforward and so like knowing his intentions or you know what he was about I mean it just sets it more clear you just you know you know what they're about there's no mind games it's just a matter of whether you're willing to accept it Mm -hmm. you know admit it for that person and to accept it yeah and then you know whether you want to move on or not you know what I mean in that situation exactly exactly And that's, you know, of course, that's obviously like pre-dating, right? Or not pre-dating, but pre-like official relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a tricky thing that I found out is like when you're in a relationship and actually there's only like one that typically stands out just because everybody else is like when I was younger or I like I didn't really want to make it official. Mm-hmm. Um, but realizing when is it time to go when you're 
in a relationship. That's the tough one, right? And that's that's where the song comes in to play. Mm -hmm. The Kendrick song, We Cry Together. So what really caught me off guard about that song is that um, it like gradually gets more intense. Did you listen to it? It is super intense. Yeah, so. Yes, I listened to it. So a couple, there, a couple times, a few times. Yeah. So there are a few songs on there. There's just like one sentence that like it, um, a few songs on that album. There's going to be one sentence that is like, uh, it's a little bit more alarming because it, it actually shows that he's painting a picture, not just to tell you a story, but mm-hmm. to show that there's some significance behind why this song was created. Mm-hmm. Right? And, that, and that's my opinion. I don't know if you truly did that, but here, let me even pull up the lyrics. So the very beginning of the song, there's a line where it says, this is what the world sounds like, right? Yep. That's at the very beginning. And it's the whole, fuck you, no, fuck you, fuck mm-hmm. you, no, fuck you. And it's going back and forth. And for those of you that don't know, um, this is a conversation between Kendrick and uh, what's her name? Taylor Page. So it's as if they're in a relationship. And the idea is, is that they're in a toxic relationship, just talking shit about each other, um, going back and forth. Um and talking shit about each other's families, them personally, mm-hmm. and whatever they got going on in their life. Arguing, calling each other names, placing yeah. blame on each other. Yep, yep, the yep. The list goes on. And then at the very end, it's, I... it says something like, stop tiptoeing around the conversation. So I'll say it. So at the end of the song, you hear some tap dancing. Uh-huh. And then a woman comes on and she says, stop tap dancing around the conversation. Oh, was it tap dancing? yeah oh okay okay so that caught me off guard because i was like damn i was like a lot of people fucking do that and the reason why that's brought up is because this whole time they're arguing yeah and then um at the very beginning it's like fuck you no fuck you fuck you no fuck you and then she goes fuck me yeah fuck me yeah and then then he's like i'll fuck you i'll fuck you some some shit like that yeah 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 and So it's them just having sex to resolve the issue. And that's why at the end, they're like, stop tap dancing around the the conversation. Now, I've been in a situation, a few situations before where it's like, well, actually, no, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been in a couple of situations before where like, they thought that's going to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, just whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, that doesn't really fix shit, man. Not at all. It's like a vicious cycle. And the reason why I like this so much is because that's what she's trying to point out. Like when you're in these toxic relationships, you actually have to sit back and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a couple of people about the song and a lot of people love this song because of like how, how it illustrates something, right. Mm-hmm. Um, how it paints a picture of what's really going on. And the problem that I'm having is that I'm bringing up like how serious this is and how this, how this really happens with many relationships around the world yeah and everyone's like everyone's just pointing out how intense and how how crazy it is i'm like bro this is like every song he has on this album Mm -hmm. is a serious situation that he's trying Mm -hmm. to talk about yeah but yeah so i was in a relationship like that where you know i personally don't talk shit about people like i hate talking down on people and i i will speak facts if i need to to keep someone in line but but realistically, like I was in a relationship where she was talking a lot of shit. And for me, I'm the type of person like, I'm going to prove you wrong. No, you're just talking all that shit, blah, blah, blah. And I try to brush it off, but it was so draining 
that I didn't realize how fucking miserable I was until like a couple years out of the relationship. Mm. And I spent so much time trying to prove someone wrong that, no, I am this good person. I am blah, blah, blah. All I'm not what shit. you say I am. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not what you say I am. And um, I never thought of it as being a talk as this being a toxic relationship mm-hmm. because like she would talk shit. But then a couple of days later, like, oh, everything's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk shit and it's good. Talk shit, it's good. And um, I, I didn't think that was normal, but I thought that it would get better. Yes. And that was the relationship that actually like shed light. Like this is some type, this is the type of shit you shouldn't have to put up with, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I say, yes, I agree so much with that statement because I feel like a lot of um, relation, like toxic relationships or just bad relation, unhealthy relationships for people, people tend to say, because there's hope that this is going to get better or we're wow. going to be okay. For real. And so I've actually sat down and tried to have a conversation about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I was who, like, oh, with who? Nicknames, nicknames, TikTok. No, oh. no, 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 not TikTok. <laughs> we, we created names last year. <laughs> I forgot the okay okay uh, can we say well I was wondering is it the person that you're in the relationship with or was it just another person relationship with okay 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 that's all you have to say okay yeah. so, so you were having these conversations with the person you were with yeah yeah in well, the actually, toxic relationship okay. I actually sat down and I could tell that she was uncomfortable um with having a serious conversation yeah like she couldn't take it and there's times like she would she would laugh mm-hmm. and I'm like yo I'm cool like I'm not I'm not fucking with that you can't mm-hmm. even have a serious conversation with me mm-hmm. about something that's bothering me. You expect me to do what I got to do to please you? Like, no, nah, it is really uncomfortable for people to talk about their feelings, like to put it out there, to admit to what's really happening, you know, internally. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know, maybe for someone like you or I, I don't know, whatever we talk about our feelings, fine, so be it. It's like a lot for some other people yeah some people can't these. even go there mm-hmm. like I have some friends like they still I have some friends where it takes time for them to actually open up sure emotions and uh you know sometimes you could break through with with those people and there are some friends where nope I cannot mm-hmm. have that conversation at all I can even ask them about how they feel and they won't mm-hmm. even they won't even talk about it until mm-hmm. it gets really bad because I have a couple friends where I remember they were in some shitty situations mm-hmm. and it took them to be broken down in order to like be open with me about something like mm-hmm. how they really feel in the relationship and how they really feel about that person and them wanting to give up and leave and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just do think, I think it's important for everybody to try to find that opportunity to talk, even though it is uncomfortable. I mean, at some point you got to be vulnerable with with almost every relationship in your life, every type of relationship in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. I mean, for it to be a healthy one. Yes, for sure. Which is why I hate the saying, like, well, I hate the saying love conquers all like love is all you need. I like, yeah, I do not believe that. No, fuck no. At all. So I would to add on to um, your point of it being a healthy relationship, it also being an honest relationship. Mm. but in order for it to be healthy to be at its healthiest point I think that you need to be an active listener right that's really important Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of people like they're just waiting to respond you know Mm -hmm. they they already know what they're going to say so there's no point of having a conversation with them because they're not going to hear you out Mm -hmm. 
and that's whole that's definitely part of a whole toxic relationship oh being honest mm-hmm. not just with others but with yourself as well right yeah right and that goes that goes with friends too oh sure you know because some friends some friends can be out of line and not understand the, their toxic traits where um you know sometimes understanding that like this is not just all about you mm-hmm. this is this is a two-way street absolutely and there should be some type of reciprocation with actually there should be reciprocation with any relationship that you're in for sure any type of relationship you're in for sure. Hey, have you um, had any troubled relationship, troubled friendships? Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, troubled relationships. I mean, one that sticks out the most is like with, with uh, one of my best friends. Uh-huh. We actually, and I use this term, I don't know if she uses this term, but I say she, she kind of broke up with us. And I guess this goes into like, how do you know when to relieve a relationship? Because that's exactly what she did. She like left this friendship, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of just had a talk with us and was like, essentially what she was doing is putting her foot down and like setting a boundary for herself, which can be seen as like a form of self-care, right? Yeah. She felt the need to um, break off this friendship with a couple of us in order for her to to grow and get better and you know however she needed to Mm -hmm. which I mean at the time hurt super bad um because you know she was she's like my best friend since seventh grade we literally did everything together like I was not anywhere without her you know what I mean we were tight like that and so when it happened it hurt but now years have passed and um we've been able to reconnect and kind of uh, like patch up our friendship again. And I always see it as like, if she needed to do that for herself, if she felt the need to do that for herself, then, you know, okay, so be it. Like, who am I to say, or who am I to get mad at her for needing to do that for Mm -hmm. her well-being? You know what I mean? So are you happy for her doing that? Yeah. You accept I do. Yeah, I do. Because if for me to not accept it, I think would be selfish of me just because I don't know, I'll, I'll respect anyone's boundaries wanting to better themselves, you know, for their being, um, even if it's the cost of our friendship, it's kind of like, what's that saying that was really popular in middle school? If you love something, no, I don't even think that this applies to it. I was going to say, if you love something, let it go. And if it, if it comes back to you, I don't think that like that applies to the situation, but it's kind of like that. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know, that quote I'm yeah. talking about. So the reason why I'm laughing uh-huh. is because, um, there were two relationships that I was in where, um, they both kind of said the same thing about like, oh, if there's true love, like we're, if we're meant to be, we'll be back together. I'm like, yeah, nah, we, we ain't getting back together. See, and that's the kind or, of shit, that's the kind of shit like middle schoolers or high schoolers like believe in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so I do think it's true though. I what? do. It's like serendipity, right? Have you seen the movie Serendipity? Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. I have, I love that movie. <laughs> well, so I think that it, things um, that fall into place, like, like it's meant to be uh-huh if it happens it's meant to happen right so uh-huh. i think that i do believe that if 
<laughs> you believe in the love, quote. Blah, blah, blah. It'll, it'll work out. It'll work out. But am I ever going to say that? Fuck no. Like, if I really believe, if someone you, says that to me and I'm like, I don't want to be with you, like, nah, fuck that. We ain't going to be together. I'm good. <laughs> you kind of just said it. We have proof of it. Um, no, but I kind of thought about that, like, like with her, like, I loved her as a friend. She needed to do what she needed to do, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be with me or not. Like, as long as she was happy, as long as she, you know, was doing her thing, then so be it. Right. I mean, what can I do? Yeah. I'm not going to be mad at, I'm not going to be mad at her. I remember when it happened, we were talking and you were telling me like, it was kind of a tough, it was kind of tough on you guys just because of how it happened. Mm-hmm. And like you guys kind of, I feel like you guys kind of didn't know exactly why, like at the very beginning. I mean, like, yes end, and no. yeah, gosh, it was such a long time ago. It was, let me think about this. It was like seven, uh, probably more than seven years ago. Okay. I mean, it was definitely more than seven years ago, but yeah, I mean, like we're friends again and uh, you guys are adults. Ho- hopefully sure. like hopefully she's in a better place, you know, now that she had to do whatever she had to do, you know what I mean? And so, oh, you know what, that brings me like to another good point. Like, even though I've been in this relationship with my husband for gosh, you know, we hit our 20 year anniversary this year, like 20 years of knowing each other. Um, and we started dating a month after we met, but anyways, I have always felt so strongly about a person becoming their own person or growing separately from their partner while still remaining in a relationship with them. And so there's this Macklemore song, it's called Love Song. It came out in 2005, like before he got, you know, really big. Yeah, I'm a Macklemore OG fan. I think I know which album you're talking about. Go ahead. So anyways, so there's a song called Love Song and it's essentially about like, he's wondering whether he should get into a relationship or not. And there's a line in the song where he says to progress as a person, but as an individual identity, then come together as a unit, but still maintain that identity. To progress. You mean to progress? To progress. Oh, okay. To I, was, progress. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, whatever to progress. Okay. Okay. And like those lyrics have always spoken to me because mm-hmm. It was always important to like still do me, right? Like do a justice to myself and never ever like lose my identity and just be like someone's girlfriend or someone's partner or whatever. Um, But just also recognize that like I am in a relationship with someone and I needed to show up for them while still maintaining my own identity and doing my own thing. So I've been super, I've always been super big on that. It was definitely about like finding that balance but I also think like being in a long distance, long distance relationship helped me with creating that balance. I mentioned earlier, like we never went to the same school. We didn't go to the same middle school, didn't go to the same high school. We went to the same college for a year. But other than that, we've always like kind of lived far from each other and never saw each other a lot. So I also think that helped us kind of like slow the road, slow down the relationship, if that makes any sense. I think you pointed out earlier too, that it's key to make sure you have your own identity. And I think that that falls under the whole and uh, being independent, interdependent, like codependency. Mm-hmm. And remember we had this whole me versus we conversation. Mm-hmm. I think those that can't find that whole me time mm-hmm. um, where, they're, where they're allowed to keep their own identity or make their own identity, 
those are the ones that do fall into that low level of toxicity or that's where it kind of begins mm. um if one may not be on the same page where someone's really trying to grow as an individual while the other one is trying to do everything together like mm-hmm. that can definitely hinder the whole relationship right definitely mm-hmm. mess it up so i think that really is key to make sure that you don't lose your identity because once you lost it that's when it's fucked it's like hard to gain back yeah i mean uh, it scares me to be so dependent on someone and to almost like lose a sense of self. That's just scary. You look scared. <laughs> <I was laughs> you look scared just thinking about it. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually, so like I studied um in undergraduate, I actually studied a lot about like domestic relationships and how it's just like this vicious cycle. And uh, like, I think about that being so dependent on someone, but, but like being manipulated into almost like forced to be dependent on someone you know like they start to take your phone away they start to um be controlled by your finances that's Um, rough yeah um but i don't know it's just yeah it's just it's just cycle and it's yeah i don't know you you never want to get in that position hell no i don't give out my password if you want to see something i can open my phone but you're not going to get my password (laughs) um and it's not because i'm it's not because i'm trying to hide something yeah it's just to understand that i'm being completely open but the fact that you have my password there's no need for you to be in my phone Mm -hmm. why would you need to be in my phone Mm -hmm. you have your own and then if you're in a healthy relationship it should never get to that point where like I want to get into this person's phone. I feel like there's a difference of like, oh yeah, I have my husband's passcode and I know how to access versus like, I need his passcode to snoop around. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, red flag. Oh, definitely a red flag. It's like, if you feel like you're having to snoop, red flag. just talk about it. Try to talk about it. If you still don't feel like it's, if you still feel like there's something going on, you have a hunch and- like if there's clues and something's wrong, something like you need to figure it out and have have a really deep conversation about what's going on. If there's no clues, you might just be crazy. You might need to shut the fuck up and sit down and realize you might be the problem. <laughs> um, can we talk about you and your readiness or your non-readiness to get into a relationship? Oh, yeah. Because I think this is really interesting. I don't know. Um, one, I don't talk to a lot of people about relationships at all. I will say, have you ever met a person who just gets out of a, a relation, a romantic relationship, good or bad, and they're like already looking for their new fling or like their next person? Mm. And it's like, why? And I'll always tell friends, like, maybe that's not a good idea. Like you should focus on yourself, work on yourself. Like you need to, you need to get better in order to jump you know, before you jump into another relationship. So yeah, talk about your non-readiness to get into a relationship. Um, I'm not ready. Okay. (laughs) I know, but I don't know. Talk, talk about it. I don't know. We were talking about this the other week and I was like, you should say this for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's not how a lot of people think. A lot of people are like, I want to find someone. I want to get into a relationship. You know, they're again, they're rushing. They want to rush into something mm-hmm. whether they're, they're ready for it or not. Probably they're not ready. So sorry to put you on the spot. No, 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 you're fine. I'm trying to figure out how to word it. So I realized like 2019 is when I got out of a relationship. I got out of a toxic relationship. And 
I got back on dating apps maybe December, January of 2020, summer, uh, December of 2019, January of 2020, somewhere around there. And for me, I was like, oh, maybe I am ready to get into a relationship, right? So I met someone in February and I definitely wasn't ready for a relationship. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Everything was going smoothly for a little bit. What made you realize you weren't ready? There's one day I was working on my Jeep, right? And I think I was dropping the gas tank down. So my hands are like super greasy. I don't wear gloves when I work on the car, right? I have my music playing and the girl I was talking to, I was supposed to see her in like three or four hours, right? And so I think while I'm working on the car, she calls me and later on that night, she's like, oh, you didn't even ask like what I was doing, how, like how I'm doing, what am I up to? Like, yo, I'm about to see you in two hours in my hands. Like I have grease on my hands and I don't want to get my phone dirty. I want to make sure I get this done as quick as possible. I'm doing something right now. Mm -hmm. I was a mechanic. I couldn't do this shit. Like, this is my project. Like I have to get it done today. That's the first time that happened. Then it happened a few times where it's like, you don't do this. You don't do that. I'm like, bro, I got like, I, I talked to you enough throughout the day. Like, I feel like I need some time for myself to get the shit done that I need to get done. Granted that may, maybe that just wasn't the right person or maybe I don't have enough time. Either way, I realized like I didn't want to take the time to try to balance or make it work. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason why we stopped talking, but that was the start of me realizing like, okay, well, I need to figure out how to balance my time with friends, family, my hobbies, work, and a relationship if I'm going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So after her, I dated maybe two other people. The first person after her that I dated, she was a teacher out in a place, doesn't matter. So she was a teacher and I was, this is one I was really straightforward with. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship. I, um, you know, I, I like to take things slowly. I don't know exactly where I'm at. And she seemed to be fine with it. Like we've actually had the conversation. This is weird. I'm the type of person that's willing to talk about exes. With it, mm-hmm. I feel like it helps to understand like, okay, well, what are things that didn't work out? How to make things better? What mm-hmm. type of person are they? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but anyways, at some point she was like, when are you going to, when are you going to allow someone to take care of you? Right. Cause I was telling her about all the shit that was going on. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa, chill the fuck out. First of all, I've never had someone say that. Yeah. Um, I've never had someone say it that way. Say it that way, right? Okay. And I was like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to take care of myself and get my own shit together. And that kind of like set me back a little bit where I'm realizing like, am I willing to let someone in, be part of my life and actually balance out like the things that I can't handle, right? Mm-hmm. And that I realized like, I'm not ready for that. Mm. so that question like completely threw you off oh hell yeah hell yeah and not in a good way um no I think it was a good way so I think everything that has happened in my life there is good something good that you could take away from it right um regardless of how you feel about it because in the end it's always like a learning a lesson a A learning experience yeah so Uh um so then the girl after her this was strictly like, let's hang out or do whatever. We're not going to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then about a year later, we actually had the talk, right? And it was a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's a really long time. So I understand where she was coming from when we had the talk. 
um, the infamous, so what are we, where we're going has been a while that I realized like, it's not fair if I know that I'm not willing to devote enough time to talk on the phone all the time, to hang out, see you every week or every other week. And I got to realize like, I need to be able to grab a hold of my own life and get everything organized before I try to have someone else or before I try to be a part of someone else's life. Right? Mm-hmm. If I can't handle my own self. I could definitely for sure can't handle another person. Mm-hmm. And some people would think like, oh, no, 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 you'll be fine. Like, why can't you just handle it? Like, well, if I already have doubt, I don't want to put someone in a position um, where I'm trying to be a good boyfriend to them and mm-hmm. shit goes bad because that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It makes someone feel <laughs> to feel shitty in the end because it didn't work out. So then, yeah, I realized that there are a bunch of factors that are right now that I feel are kind of um, holding me back from wanting to be in a relationship, from wanting to try. Mm-hmm. And those factors are strictly me getting my shit together. Yeah. Which which a lot of people hate to hear, but like as far as me getting my shit together, I mean like getting my business going, have a having a more organized and well-balanced business schedule where mm-hmm. I'm able to divide all three businesses up, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then also being able to balance out my time. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's definitely the hard part. And I think that if you can't balance out your time with what your core values are in life, you're not, you shouldn't have a relationship. You shouldn't be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Tell them. Because I feel like people are just like quick to jump into relationships, you know, or just like want to find someone and then start the rest of their life, right? Mm-hmm. Start the rest of their life. I think it, I don't know. I feel like you just recognizing like I have shit to do that I need to take care of myself before I can even get into a, a relationship, a committed relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. It, that's like big of you, you know? Oh, yeah. When I thought of the question, like, how or when do you know when you're ready to get into a relationship? I essentially just thought like, I think one has to be like mentally prepared and ready, like more than anything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get into relationships not prepared or ready also keeping in mind i'm coming from the perspective of someone that's in their 30s Mm -hmm. so when i was in my 20s like i definitely didn't think of that Mm -hmm. it wasn't until my mid-20s that someone someone i was dating in college we actually had the conversation the conversation oh my god yeah she was like so we stopped we stopped (laughs) talking i remember why we stopped talking i just it was kind of shitty I ended up talking to someone else and then I just didn't respond to her anymore right and then afterwards I tried to talk to her again we sat down we had a serious conversation and she like um she's like you know I thought about it you know butterflies came back I really wanted to work things out or it's over I was thinking about trying something out but thought about it even more and realized like like we're not on the same page with what, with what we want in life. Mm-hmm. And she was thinking about her career, um, future schooling, what she wants to do her, like her five-year plan or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know, you don't really care about school. You don't, you always want to go out and party and like, you just want to get by. And that was actually the conversation that like flipped a switch. It wasn't for her. It just flipped a switch for myself to understand like, I need to sit down and understand what my values are in life and where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually helped me realize or helped me get to where I am right now. 
So props to you. Thank you for that conversation. <laughs> Mysterious girl from college. Yeah. Yeah. She, I think she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy for real. She hates you. Um, I think so. She found out about the girl that I talked to, that I was talking to. And she found out that I actually left to Oregon to go see this girl. Oh, okay. This is before the party and the argument. So this is like when we stopped, right when we stopped talking. And I'm pretty sure that's what she was most upset about at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left, I left to go to Oregon. I came back. I was like, hey, I left. It's like, hey, oh, I left God. my TV at your house. Oh, God. Um, can I come? Can I get it back? Yeah, can I get it back? She goes, yeah, sure. So I um, walk into her, I walk into her apartment. All the lights are off and she's just sitting on the couch. Quiet. Oh, God. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then grab oh. my TV now. And she's just like, oh, so where'd you go? I was like, um, I went, took a trip down to Oregon with my friend. Um, she's like, oh, actually, yeah, I know. I saw pictures were posted, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it was stupid of me. But, but yeah, I don't know. That conversation helped out <laughs> in oh, the end. Okay. See, it's good to have conversations. Definitely. Be, you got to be honest. If you're honest with everybody. It's got to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's so hard about being honest. You know, I think some people are worried about hurting others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the main reason why some some people find it tough to end it. Some people aren't honest with themselves. You know, going mm-hmm. back on the idea that some people believe on believe in hope or they hope it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. For, sure. And, for sure. For sure, for you sure. Know, sometimes you just got to just realize it's not, you mm-hmm. know. Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking about the the song We Cry Together again. Uh-huh. And I was like thinking, why is it called We Cry Together? But I was thinking, I mean, like it's a toxic relationship for the both of them. It sucks because like at the end of the day, no one wins, you know, in yeah, a toxic for sure. relationship. I don't know. That song. Oh, man. I listened to that song like three or four times in a row. Uh-huh. And I was just like, damn. I thought about like a couple arguments that... Like even my husband and I have been in. Um, have, you guys, have you guys gotten that bad? I mean, I don't know. Gosh, it's been so <laughs> long. This is the thing. We've been together for so long and we had, I mean, I don't know, a lot of arguments probably in high school, but I don't remember what they were about. Okay. Yeah. Um, in recent years, we've had maybe just like a couple of arguments that tell me why one argument stands out which is uh we were we were in our first apartment together probably like not bigger than 600 600 square feet it was like 500 square feet something and we were getting our I think it was our first Christmas tree together and I wanted something bigger but we got like a tiny little skinny one that just like fit in the corner and I like freaked out I tripped out on him and I wanted like a bigger I wanted a bigger Christmas tree, but I think I was like yelling at him. It was like the beginning of the We Cried Together song all over a Christmas tree. You need to tell him to leave. <laughs> he should have told me. He should have told me. Like, you need to leave. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Can I just can I just highlight? I, I took note of some lyrics from that song. Can I just highlight? Go ahead. Okay, so the first one was um, should should have followed my mind in 09 and just moved to Georgia. Oh. And then um, lost friends, family gained more enemies because of you. All bad. Okay, let me keep going. 
you just kept me down and trying to figure out why I'm not good enough. I don't know. There's a lot of good lines in that song. That song was, that song was triggering, man. I was like, it was triggering. I was like, I was like, did she write this shit? (laughs) Because my, my ex. Oh shit. I was like, this girl (laughs) write this shit. Oh shit. And don't get me wrong. We're, we're cordial now mm. but uh there's one time she goes she goes Dante like I'm not the same person as I was before like when you met me like I'm mature like girl I'm like that's cool mm-hmm. like you don't have to prove that shit to me prove that shit to someone else and mm-hmm. uh maybe she was trying to do what you were trying to do and prove to her prove wrong oh yeah for oh, sure I, I think that I think that a lot of people do that where it's and I'm just assuming I don't I haven't talked to anybody about this, but I think a lot of people do. I, I think people don't like being subpar in a relationship when sure. they don't meet the expectations. It's like, oh, well, shit, did I, what did I do wrong? You know, no one wants to feel like they're not doing they're not doing well or um, picking up oh. the slack or their end of the their end of the bargain in a relationship. Right. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And that's really tough because, like, I don't think people process that in a way in the way of it putting an emotional toll on you. Mm. right like thinking about layers being stacked on top and like just putting so much pressure on you that it does become draining Mm -hmm. and if you're in a relationship where you constantly feel like you're not succeeding then it's like well fuck (laughs) i'm gonna gonna throw out this other this other line from the we cried together song and he says you want to bring me down even when i'm trying to do right yeah i'm like oh shit which is essentially like what you're saying like he's trying to make things better he's trying to do right but she's not seeing it that way for real i don't know that i think we could like we could literally unpack that song Mm -hmm. if you know someone wanted to that song is that song is deep that song is heavy and and he even says we could go our separate ways where right now you could move on with your life and they still don't they make up at the end yep that was crazy I feel like getting out of a relation, like a romantic relationship is probably as hard as getting out of a friendship, like a really close friendship. Oh, that's a tough one. I've never, I've never pulled myself out of a friendship. I don't think. Me neither. But, but thinking about the friend that you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanting to leave, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that hit That took a lot of courage for her. That took a lot of courage, especially knowing that me and her were like two peas in a pod. Like, like I said, I was nowhere without her, you know? I wonder why they say two peas in a pod, because typically there's like three or three? four. Well, yeah. I don't know. But there was a third involved, oh. there, you know? Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Okay. I mean, shoot, I still have my tattoo. Hold on. Where is it? Can you see it? You can't really see it. Anyways. I, see a lo- I see a loop. Oh, yeah, it's a loop. It's an infinity sign. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah, it's an infinity sign with our first name initials. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Shit happens. Yeah, same rules apply for friendships. Uh, yeah, same rules apply for friendships because. And I wonder why it's harder for friendships. I feel like it shouldn't. I think it's because those type of conversations don't happen too often. But it should be normalized, friendship. you know. I think it should be. I think it should be. I don't. Again, I don't know. Well why it's so hard but it's one of those easier said than done mm-hmm. done things i think a lot of people are willing to shake it off just because 
it's like oh it's a friend if i'm gonna lose a friend like just whatever fuck it no need to especially if you're the type of like to be non-confrontational you know yeah. they just ignore it again they don't want to hurt their feelings or they just don't want to deal with it and they rather just like ignore ignore and avoid mm-hmm. mm, it's not healthy people i think <laughs> they'd have a different idea of what confrontation is like because i feel like people use that only when they'll use it for any uncomfortable situation what do you mean well, they're, they they want to be like, oh, yeah, I want to avoid confrontation. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you bringing it up is just a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, like, looking at it from a different point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why does it have to be a confrontation? Why can't this just be like a healthy conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah for to, sure. Like, bring something to light. Because I've yeah. been I've been in conversations with people where they're like, oh, you're always trying to argue. I'm like, no, I'm just talking mm-hmm. to you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, just because we don't agree. Mm-hmm. Like I'm having a regular conversation. With you. <laughs> I, think, I think some of it has to do with how the person approaches approaches it. Like, what kind of um, attitude or demeanor yeah. do you have? Are you gonna come off like super rude mm-hmm. and confrontational, or is it just like, hey, you know, like I'm coming, I'm coming to you with like a place from love because I care about our friendship and I just wanted to, you know, bring this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know talking is hard sometimes yeah yeah i do have some <laughs> actually now that i think about it i have a lot of friends where like if i were to try to make them to open up about something yeah we can make it happen but i do have like i could count on maybe just one hand a few mm-hmm. people i know for sure that cannot have those kind of conversations because it's just way too it's too heavy for them to mm-hmm. um get into it or just too deep for them to talk about it yeah i feel like i've tried and i've um, I've tried with like a couple of friends and it just fails or like I can't go like, there with them you know what I mean yeah, yeah. there's um some personalities that you're like that just are more welcoming or more comfortable with and that's not everyone but that's yeah. okay it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. for sure yeah don't have to be so if you could think about some things to look out for uh so you know when you should be ready to leave a relationship what would you suggest to look out for and not necessarily even leave, maybe just have that conversation <clears throat> with that person, right? When is it, when are you ready to have that conversation and then possibly oh leave? Gosh. I mean, like if any, if anything feels off or iffy, I don't know. I, I want to say always, blah, blah, blah. I can't even talk right now. If anything feels off or iffy, I would encourage people to sh- just have that conversation with their partner or their friend so you can talk about it. You don't have to, um, it's like not a mind game, you know, because I feel like the worst thing that we can do is assume, right? Because you're probably assuming the worst or you're, or you're wrong. Yeah, that would be one thing. And then, I mean, clearly, like, if the person is dishonest with you or doesn't have good intentions, you know, you want to have the right people in your circle. So I feel like if you don't know someone's intentions, it's just not for you. Mm-hmm. I would say you put me on the spot with that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could think more about it, but I'm, that's the best I could do off the top of my head. <laughs> I met, I mentioned it earlier, but I think when you feel like you're losing your identity, it may be time for you to like maybe step back, mm-hmm. um, or possibly if someone's holding you back from um, actually if someone's holding you back from you growing or progressing, maybe even having that talk with that person um, about the situation to hopefully have to hopefully lead you in a better, into a better situation. And also, if you feel like it's mentally or emotionally draining, you know, if you Those feel are good. 
if you feel like there are days where you're trying to avoid a certain situation then you're probably in a bad situation you know yeah those are really good yeah that goes for work too if work's draining you leave that bitch yeah dante or talk to him no i talked to him so it's not draining me no more i'm good <laughs> oh you had the talk um, you had- I, I had the talk already <laughs> i had multiple talks so i figured out ways to work around it i'm these motherfuckers mm-hmm. ain't bringing me down no more <laughs> that's good glad you got that strain away yeah man yeah yeah maybe we should uh, look at songs and their lyrics more often it's kind of fun Ooh, that'd be dope if we pick songs to go with every topic. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I had to revisit the Macklemore song because um it's been a long time, but that used to be like one that's like one of my favorite songs of his. I like that album. So that's when I first started listening to Macklemore. Uh when Thrift Shop came out, I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like real OG Macklemore, you know. Yeah. I remember I met, I ran into him one time at my, my gas station. I say my gas station because this is like the gas station I went to most often. Mm-hmm. Where's it at? It, this is the Chevron off North Gateway, just like right off the exit in North Seattle. Right off what exit? The North Gate Mall exit. There's a Chevron right there. Like at the main. Oh, like coming from, from your main. house. Coming yeah, from yeah, your yeah. house. Okay. Yeah. Um, up North. Anyways, yeah. We like pull up and I'm like. I was with my husband, my boyfriend at the time. I was like, babe, that's Macklemore. He's like, I'll give I was like, back. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ask for a picture. And I sure did ask for a picture. Uh-huh. This was like back in uh 2011, 2012, like right before he blew up. Yeah. And I was like, I was like Macklemore. And he introduced him, himself as Ben. And um, that's his name. Oh, really? You walked like he you talked to him. I talked to him, yeah. Okay. Oh, I talked to him. I got a picture with him. Yeah. What's oh, um, we need to upload that then. My picture with Macklemore. Yeah. <laughs> it is on my Instagram. I still have it around. Actually, that could be the that could be the thumbnail or that could be our title. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Michelle met Macklemore. <clears throat> but like, then, before wait- <laughs> he before he blew up, yeah. right? And they're waiting for the story, and it happens to be at the very end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um but yeah, you know, nice guy. You ever have like, what's it called? Like six degrees of separation or I don't know something. I don't know what that is. It's like, actually, I don't, I, I'm not going to speak on it. I don't really know what it is too. But um, do you know his song, White Walls? I don't remember the songs. Uh, the only song I remember was, um, I think it's called ID or My ID. Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's on that album. What's the... So is it The Language? Is that the album you're thinking of? It's the in, yellow in one? In 2005, yeah. Yeah, it's called the... Oh, hold on. So the Six Degrees... Fake is, ID. Yeah, Fake ID. That's the one that... Um, I remember. out to you. Because it's a, it's a whole story of... So I like songs that have stories. Yeah. yeah they're a whole story. So it's a story of mm-hmm. him growing up, going to New York, having a fake ID, getting in clubs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, okay. But the Six Degrees of Separation is a theory that any person on the planet can be connected to any other person on the planet through a chain of acquaintances that has no more than five interme- intermediaries. Is a theory that any person on the planet can be connected to any Yeah, that's true. So there could be still seven degrees of separation.